0: hello welcome to awake and bliss the boundless bliss yoga podcast I'm Kelly Gallup today's meditation is on food I thought it would be a good time to um, have a meditation on our relationship to food and how we view it and how sometimes it can be a compulsion and how mindful eating um, could be a good practice to begin So, Stephen Levine wrote this uh, meditation. It's called The Fork Story, that I'm gonna read to you. Um, One of the reasons why I decided to do this meditation is here in the United States. We recently celebrated Thanksgiving. We're also in the middle of our winter holidays, so people are celebrating Hanukkah and Christmas and Yule and Kwanzaa. Um, We're getting ready to celebrate New year's eve as well and a lot of our holidays center around food as probably is the case for many other people in the world so i thought that this might be um, an interesting meditation um, for you to enjoy um, and it might um, make you chuckle a little bit um, so go ahead and find your seat whatever your seat is if you'd like to sit on a bolster, you can sit on a bolster, you can also sit in a chair. Sometimes it's it's handy to have your hips a little bit higher than your knees if you're sitting on the floor. It helps to deepen your inhales and your exhales because your diaphragm is able to work in conjunction with your pelvic floor in a more efficient manner. So it makes breathing a little bit easier and deeper. And once you've found your comfortable seat, try to lengthen out your exhale. You can use a count of two to four if you like. Um, On the inhale, count to two. On the exhale, count to four. You can use any count you like if that doesn't work for you. You're just trying to make that exhale a little bit longer than your inhale. And if it becomes uncomfortable to do that, you can always return to your normal breathing pattern. Everyone knows all too well the infamous fork story and the compulsion it personifies. Watch it lie casually on the table. A metal sculpture, a solid object, it casts shadows. This object is not so innocent as it momentarily appears. It is an obvious implement of attack, a machine of the senses. Notice it cool at the first touch and how it quickly warms in the hungry grasp. Soon it becomes invisible to the hand, an extension of the desire body. Watch it load itself up for the hoist to the tongue full of broccoli and expectation, and the rush towards the senses, mouth agape, as the stomach grunts, give me more. The tongue, a good deal more sophisticated than the stomach, the animal flattens like a supplicant in full prostration to acquire the first mouthful. Then flips it back towards the ready grinders that release the first rush of flavor. Taste after taste unfolds, textures changing and changing again. The fork long since gone and returned, waiting just beyond the lips for another hit. The tongue has not even finished its swirling and tasting before the desire for more causes us to involuntarily swallow. Though the tongue curls back, almost jumping down the throat after the disappearing food, wanting just one more taste. But the lips remember, as the panic diminishes, another forkful is about a moment away. The jaw and hinges like a baby bird's beak to receive the next delicious morsel. The tongue slightly extended, anxious for the next moment to occur. The mind full of liking and disliking, mouthful to mouthful, chew to chew, taste to taste, moment to moment and the desire abates just for a moment at the center of a certain taste or texture as we experience satisfaction. But then the wish for more arises. The hungry ghosts reassert themselves all by themselves and the clear waters of the mind once again become agitated by longing. That which was the object of satisfaction a moment before Becomes something to protect something to lose more grief the swirling waters of expectation and dissatisfaction unfulfilled and longing for the satisfaction which has just beneath our longing and again the fork tells us to eat our grief cleverly it corrals the peas and cream sauce and herds them towards the mashed potatoes, the stomach full, but the tongue still craving as the final morsel is devoured. Watchfulness has long since pushed itself full-bellied from the table and gone off for a snooze as the fork unconsciously finishes its appointed rounds. But, But remembering Once again, that we are alive, we explore the moment. We take a single bite in a sacred manner, and gradually we are freed from the emergency of desire, that panicky longing which creates such grief. Mindfulness of eating, awareness heals. Through direct seeing, one sees clearly Experiencing not just what is seen, but the mechanics of seeing as well. So one learns to hear, taste, feel, smell, and think directly and clearly in the moment. It is a direct entering into reality, examining and penetrating the veils of long conditioned perception that blur the senses and fill the mind with hungry, ghostly images of the old. It wakes us from the recapitulated dream. Entering directly our lives, not seeing the same old sight in the same old way, or tasting the same old meal, or smelling the same old fragrance, or thinking the same old thought, one no longer reacts to stimuli but responds by learning to enjoy so much more deeply the newness of each bite of each breath of each step caught less in deeply conditioned ways of experiencing and interpreting the moment past mindfulness dissolves death and the deadness in our lives by taking us into the sacred present. And then what? A Zen master might say, wash the dishes. Enlightenment does not stop with a last forkful. Clear the senses as you clean the dishes. Notice the warmth of the water, the texture of the slippery slope film on the plate Notice any intention to rush or to think that essential satisfaction is to be found anywhere else. Clean the silverware last. Honor your tools. Polish your fork thoroughly, mindfully and in a sacred manner. This is the Zen of the fork. But eating does not end with cleaning your dish. Later, as you sit mindfully on the commode, be aware of the aftermath of digestion. The processing by the body of those mashed potatoes and gravy, and obviously the corn. And notice the vibrating body you sit in. Excrete excrete with gratitude and awareness. This is the zen of the bathroom. This is not... The End of the Fork Story